Hey, this is uh, Chris Decker, and we're uh, here with the the Decker Podcast. Today we're going to talk about how uh, kids learn the best, and which way the uh, you can teach a, ch- a kid to uh, develop a skill the best way. So in my personal opinion, and with my own background, I always thought uh, putting someone into a physical task and giving them an object or just putting something in their hands to learn how to do it, uh, I was never really good with just watching someone put something on a board and immediately go into the test or get graded on that. I always had to practice for a little bit, you know, um, just repetition and everything. I wasn't too big on uh, just listening and taking notes. I had a chance to talk with my mom about my uh, past life and when I, when I was growing up and how um, I developed as a kid. Well, I couldn't. I wasn't able to get her on video just because uh, recently she got into a bad accident. But I was able to just talk to her and just get some feedback. And you know, she said I was always the kid who was running ahead, um, full speed in front of everyone, and I would do things without even instructions. And more than likely, like the first time, I would fail and would realize that I would have to go at this at a different aspect or like a different point of view. But in those times, sometimes you would fail terribly, and then you would easily learn that new skill when you're not trying to completely fail terribly again. Even with those tiny failures that I had had, I believe it should be in everyone's life, because failure, I, I, in my opinion, was easily the best way to learn, because when I would fail, I would instantly want to just come right back at it and just make sure it was good. And uh, failure can be from failing a drill, failing a test, anything, but people need to get some sort of reality check, I would say, because when you're a kid, you don't really understand a lot of, like, the aspects of life, like, becoming an adult, I feel like is accepting a lot of things that you wish weren't true, but you just have to accept it and take, swallow that big pill, and I feel like Failure, learning, teaching kids how to fail and how to mess up in life earlier than than just reactive, being reactive towards it, I think is a very good skill to give kids because without any curriculum or like lines to stay in, everyone's just going to be all outside of the box. I wasn't the only one who was talking about physical interactions. I asked around, got a few people around uh, my Ronan University campus, uh, fellow classmate Michael Burrito had to chime in a little bit. This is what he had to say. Uh, yeah, I think the best way for kids to learn is just doing things over and over again. I think giving them problems to work on through class is definitely just the best way to go about it. I remember being young and playing football and just the the way I remembered how to play the game and tackle and stuff like that was just going over the drills that the coaches give us. So I think the best way for teachers would just to be to give their kids problems that they could work on and practice themselves. You know, Michael talks about the uh, the tackling drill, right? And uh, that's one of the famous ones for football. I feel like everyone has the most ba- – it's one of the most basic things you can do, but it's one of the most easiest things you can mess up. You put your head down, tackle, next thing you know, you could be paralyzed, and that easily is the worst thing that can happen in the, that sport. Um, at a young age, you need to learn how to tackle. And uh, I watched this video, actually. It was five minutes, and it was an entire team 
the coach had them all lined up together, step by step, going through, showing them what to do, made sure that they were doing it. All the kids were on the right path, made sure that they were all yelling the right thing after each step. I mean, I don't know what else more you want them to do. I, it's repetition, putting them through. It's definitely going to make them a better tackler. I mean, yeah, by the end of the time, they're definitely a way better tackler. I mean, they'll remember to keep their head up and uh, with them. And, I, and another thing is you're putting them through those drills, but you're putting them through the drills with their brothers, their teammates right next to them. Those social interactions obviously play a big role in them remembering what they're doing. Um, because if everyone else around them is doing it, they want to and become the best person at doing it. You know, um, especially with boys, that's just a competition. Um, it's just one of those things where it's just, you just need to be the best. You think, um, man, how can you relate this to the classroom? I mean, how couldn't you relate this to the classroom? You know, like you're putting kids in drills and making them learn stuff. If you're just going to watch them and then say, okay, put them in there. And then whatever they do the first time they're graded. No, like it's just not going to work. So when you're in the classroom, you just got to constantly put kids at repetition. I mean, everyone's usually against the packets, but honestly, what do I learn the most with more than likely packets because it makes me get the work. And I have to do it. And if not, it's a bad grade. Um, I just believe that teachers should really just constantly put kids through situations. You shouldn't let them slip through the cracks. You know, there's so many kids in classes that don't even raise their hand once in a week. And they can get through with that, like, without getting any points off. And I just feel like that's very offsetting because, first of all, it's very not social at all and makes them, like, I don't know, odd around the other kids. And second of all, it's just they're not learning. You can tell they're not learning or they're not paying attention. And, I mean, that's definitely the teacher's fault is not seeing that too because it's not that some you don't know what's happening with that kid. He could have something going on at home and he's just completely daydreaming. He can't even process what's going on in there. So sometimes they just need an extra help or just a look out for him. Uh, I also tuned into this uh, the short video on YouTube. Um, it was showing kids uh, using discipline and consequences. And uh, it was brought up with some good points that I never really thought about. It was uh, it showed uh, a kid waking up in the middle of the night crying crazily, throwing stuff around. And the mom walks in. And when she just grabs the thing, puts in there, just says goodnight, doesn't give her any more attention, the kid stops crying as much. But when you go in there, shake the kid, give her all the most attention in the world, you go out hour later the kid needs more attention um and i can understand where like what they're doing with that because like that's all that they wanted was first was attention Hold on. anyway hi chris decker's roommate um fear and punishment are great motivators in the adult mind um me personally i am always motivated by my fear of failure if i know that i'm going to lose something if i mess up then I'll definitely, um, I'll definitely try harder and do more. It, it, I would definitely think that, like, if I'm trying to do something right and there's no, like, stakes, there's no nothing, I'm obviously not going to try on it. Like, an ungraded assignment for school, like, I'm not going to be, like, trying my best on it. If it's being graded for completion, then I'll just do a bunch of answers that are nonsense. But if it's a graded assignment and, I've, and I could lose... Uh, whole letter 
create to this assignment, then I'm obviously going to do my best work. But that's just for the adult. For, for the child, fear of failure and instilling fear into children can have adverse effects on them into the future. Cause psychological trauma. It's messing with stuff that you don't know what you're messing with in the developmental mind. When, when a child is afraid of losing something, I feel like it's a more primal and like instinctual reaction than an adult. Because an adult, when they lose something, can analyze the consequences and see the adverse effects of what that failure has brought them. Or with a child, it's like the entire world around them is collapsing. Anyway, this concludes Double C guest interview with me. Um, I'll see you later. <laughs> and that was Chris Kennedy, uh, my roommate on the topic. You know, he honestly kind of agreed with me 50-50. Uh, he agreed with the, the the fear of failure as a young adult and our, someone like our age can really motivate someone to do better. But And the youth aspect of uh, the life, he doesn't agree with that because he thinks it can provide future trauma and, uh, you know, uh, punishment and all that. That's, that's only one factor into my reasons why I think kids can learn the best. You know, my main reason going back to it is, of course, the physical interactions. Um, I just can't. I just can't see someone learning the best that they can by just observing and then instantly thrown into some test or just somewhere to test their skills. You know, I feel like every kid has a different way of learning, but you know, um, physical interactions, everyone can benefit off that. Just doing a, some sort of task and just instantly learning it from it, just seeing the results that you were right or successful. Um, I mean, somewhere in this class, like, honestly, this class that we're in, um, you can see a lot of people learning best, you know, like the first two weeks we were here, um, I remember I just had to say, uh, I guess I'll go again to start this conversation going, but now, like, no one even questions about talking again, uh, you can see our, our classroom, everyone has fluent conversations, we'll have a great discussion, um, most likely gonna have a great discussion about this podcast right when we get back into it, um, it was just, this year just taught me a lot, just, like, seeing everyone just really not that comfortable uh, in the classroom. You know, some people not, haven't even been in a classroom setting in two years because of COVID. Uh, and just seeing everyone just get used to it, you know, making new friends, um, facing their fears. Because, you know, we can see in the class there's a lot more, like, nervous people, not many people who speak out, um, not many outspoken. So it's just everyone turned into that. And it was just very nice to see that because our teacher, our professor, really forced everyone to speak and get in front of the class and just have public speaking. You know, like you can't get better at it without trying and without doing it. Um, then like just just like math, homework, any just any anything you can put in your life, you cannot get better at it without practicing. And that's just, like, one of the main things I want to focus on this podcast. And that was kind of my main, my main idea, you know. I had a little bit of uh, evidence coming through with Ka- uh, my roommate Chris, Michael Brito, um, the videos I watched. You know, I just hope to have a great discussion coming into class.